Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Well, good morning. We are winding down our study of the God of All Comfort. We're in month 12, and this is the second dig a bit for month 12. We're talking about the book of James, and I just want to tell you that I find great comfort in the very first book, the very first verse of the book of James. I want to back up first, though, to the book of John, and I think when we get to the book of James... Chapter 1, verse 1 is going to mean a lot more to us if we look at the book of John first. We realize that the book of James was almost uh, certainly written by the brother of our Lord, James, who, when we back all the way up to John chapter 7 and other verses in the New Testament, we realize that he was not a believer as a young man in his older brother Jesus Christ's deity. We read in, in John 7, After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews were seeking to kill him. So we have this very, already by John 7, we have this very polarized world around the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We have a bunch of people who are trying to kill him. And then we have a bunch of people who have just been very, very much enamored with Jesus as he sat them down by the thousands twice and fed them as a multitude from a very small little basket of food. So we look at John 7 and we see this polarized situation and the Feast of Tabernacles, the Jewish feast, was about to happen, verse 2. So his brothers said to him, "'Go on and go into Judea.'" that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. Go ahead, take them to Jerusalem. See what happens in Jerusalem. For there is no man that does anything in secret, and he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do those things, go ahead and show yourself to the world. Why are you keeping your magic, they would call it, a secret? For neither did his brethren, verse 5, believe in him. Then said Jesus to them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world can't hate you, but it can hate me because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go you up to this feast. I'm going not up yet to this feast for my time is not yet full come. And when he had said those words to them, he abode still in Galilee. And then Jesus is going to go up to the feast later. But his brethren, at this point in John chapter 7, his brothers, including James, did not believe in him. And we have to just really stretch our imaginations to to think about what the ramifications of that disbelief were. I mean, if they didn't believe he was the Son of God, then they believed that he was born out of wedlock to Mary and their father Joseph. They didn't, if they didn't believe he was the Son of God, of course, they didn't believe he was the seed of the Holy Spirit. And so they knew, they knew his age, they knew the score because all the Jews around this area of Jewry knew the score. We find them um, accusing Jesus of being illegitimate in, uh, or at least insinuating that. But here, his brothers are insinuating that. Um, In John chapter 7, they did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Thus, 
all the way through Jesus' ministry for the next three years, we see that Jesus was, I'm sure he was hurt. I'm sure his mother Mary was really hurting because she was a faithful follower of Christ all the way even to the cross and the tomb. But when we see Jesus on the cross, remember, what does he say in John chapter 19 to his disciple, John? Verse 25, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, Mary, and the disciple standing by whom he loved, that's John, he said to his mother, woman, behold thy son. And then said he to the disciple, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her into his own home. Mary has these brothers of Jesus. She has these sons, but they are non-believers. Obviously, up to this point of the cross, they are non-believers. And so, Jesus commits the keeping of his mother not to one of his own fleshly brothers, but to the disciple John, who took his mother into his own home. So, we know that The brothers of Jesus, including James, who wrote the book we're about to discuss, did not believe in Jesus all the way up until the time of the cross. But I love, I love James chapter 1. Going to turn on over there. James chapter 1 and verse 1. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, not of my brother Jesus Christ, but of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. I love that because here we see that obviously the risen Lord, who would have naturally been seen by his fleshly brothers, who would have naturally been hugged by his mother Mary, they saw him after his death. And something has changed in James that switched him from being a non-believer to one who is a bond servant, that is, without rights of his own, given over to his brother Jesus Christ, but he calls him not his brother, but his Lord. Something incredible happened in the heart of James. And here then we have James, entrusted by deity, by the Holy Spirit, to give these Great and practical words of the book of James about how that we live in comfort, how that we live through persecutions in comfort, to give those to men of all post-Jesus Christ on the earth ages. He gave these to all Christians of all times. And this brother who spent a big hunk of his adult life not believing in Jesus now calls himself a bondservant and calls his brother Jesus Christ his Lord. And then he spends this book telling Christians how to suffer for this Jesus that he at one time mocked. I'm going to tell you that's where great comfort is. It's so comforting to understand that a person can go from mocking Christ to being a bondservant and being entrusted by God to do important things in the service of Jesus. That's comforting for Cindy Colley. Because in 
many areas of my life I have had and do have so far to come. But I can understand that as long as I'm willing to call Jesus my Lord and call myself a bondservant to him, that he can use me in his kingdom, even though I've messed up. There's great comfort in that. I hope you have a great day.